Hey guys, it's Jack from the Game Chat Podcast. On today's episode, we are on Zoom. We're all at home, no longer in Boise. We're going to talk about the past week of the NFL season, uh, give our preview, our power rankings, our studs and duds for this week. Um, It's a little bit, there's a little bit of some technical difficulties in the middle, so just bear with us. But yeah, have a great Thanksgiving, grab a snack, and enjoy the episode. All right, I think we're rolling. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. <laughs> it is Monday, November 23rd. We are doing this podcast on Zoom for the rest of the NFL regular season, the rest of the year. So it's a little different. Not in Boise. We're home. I'm watching it rain. Indeed. Also watching it rain, yeah. Brandon, what's the what's the weather like? <laughs> oh, oh, you're still oh, okay. your eyes. Oh. Light. Yes, it's uh, it's very. I wouldn't sunny. know. Very sunny. Yeah, I I actually have not seen the sun since I've been no, home. <laughs> like no. not once. So I'm not convinced it's here, but um, yeah, it also gets dark at four. Yeah, like, same mm, here. Same here. Sucks. It, it does suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are without Eli for this podcast. Um, <laughs> we've been um troubleshooting with him for the past ten minutes and. He just sent the text that said, carry on without me, boys. <laughs> he said, oh, we might forget you, but <laughs> you will be remembered. Maybe. Man, I don't think the audience, they might not even notice him. <laughs> um, but no, what are you saying? I was just, no, Eli. You're not going to hear the, the, the murmurs from the back, but no, Eli. No, Eli. Yeah, you, you won't get to know that he's only been watching football for a year. So... Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> not his fault when his picks suck. Um, and he's oh oh he actually is filling out the picks as we speak. He is filling out his oh. picks for the next week. Right on. So time. we're gonna do the same sort of setup that we did uh, last week. I think we're only gonna do one. We're gonna do a com like a a re- re- recap and preview episode. And then I don't know. We might I might do one with the neighborhood boys. Um, yeah. Little add on segment. Like on Friday or something, yeah. Like after it. Thanksgiving games, I don't know. We're not doing anything for Thanksgiving, so what is there to do? Nothing. Exactly. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram at. Oh, Eli's not here. <laughs> no, GameShot uh, <laughs> That's the one th- uh, value that he brings. <laughs> He's hate me. He will When you listen to this episode, I am sorry. <laughs> um, it was a. It was a good. It was a really good football weekend, actually. I was um, there's some good games. There was interesting results, um, and then, yeah, I mean the playoff races. It's gonna be a good little down the stretch uh, run in the NFL. There's gonna be there's a lot of good games coming up. The NFC East is all of a sudden like probably the most interesting division in football the rest of the way. Yeah, there's not a lot of consistency. So I mean, it's just no. it, it really is any given Sunday, any team can win, and, and we're, we're definitely seeing that with the NFC East for sure. It's gonna be a Give me a race to the end for sure. For real. Um, so let's start with the Seahawks as they played on Thursday. Um, so we'll just kind of do that one separately. Mm-hmm. 28-21 win. The defense showed up. We had some yeah. pass rush. I mean, Finally. what was that? Carlos Dunlap, man. I yeah. Him bringing him in, they are just able to get after him. And, yeah, it's really positive to see. Yeah, and we talked a lot about um, 
on last week's show, we talked about the Seahawks needing the run game. And we finally got that, you know, 165 on the ground, only a hundred, I think Russ threw for our 197. So it was a very balanced game. Unlike yeah. the past Seahawks games where we've just relied on our, on, on Russ. Um, this looked like more of a Seahawks. This is like what you want to see. You want to see us run the ball a little bit. Russ is very efficient and our defense is actually like not bad. Yeah. I think it was think in the third quarter, they had a stat where they're like, the Seahawks have thrown 27 times and then they ran for 27 times. Just showed how balanced we were, but Carlos Hyde coming back was big. I mean, he was running over people, just running tough. I mean, it was something that we didn't have at all. Like Mm-mm. Alex yep. Collins was nowhere to be seen this week, which was great. Uh, and <laughs> just, great. Yeah. I mean, it was literally Carlos Hyde and then DJ Dallas and for passing downs, but. That's what, that's yeah, what I really saw. Good. When I watched the game, I noticed the fresh ladies coming out of the backfield and they look like Hyde was in a different gear than what you guys have had back there. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I think it gave us some, and it, it opens up everything really when you're able to run the ball. Um, but yeah, our defense did, our defense it's it looked like it was going to be ugly to start that game. Um I'm trying to remember. Actually, it didn't I'm trying It's been so long. It's been almost like a week. Right. <laughs> but I'm looking at that they didn't score in the first quarter. Our offense kind of looked like they were getting off to a slow start, but we Yeah. I felt like the game like the score was closer than it the game indicated. Right. Yeah. I think it was the third quarter when they really started to kind of come around and it looked like we were going to have the same type of game that we had the last time we played where we just fell apart in the second half. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, the first game we had a big lead going in halftime too. And uh, the defense actually was able to kind of hold it together. Even the last drive when the Cardinals could go down tie the game, it really didn't feel like the same team that we were on defense. Yeah, it was it was really good to see. And DK had DK had that drop in the end zone. Right. Like, I've been saying it kind of all year and kind of especially this week is like we're going to have to take the bad because the good is so good with DK. Right. And like yeah, he's just he's not I mean, he's still young, yeah, but he's not he's going to make these these like weird plays, but it's just like you know what? We're gonna have to. We're gonna just deal with it because he's so good when he's making plays. Right. If you can clean that little bit up, I mean, you're looking at a top three receiver for a long time. For sure. So this is a good win for the Seahawks. They really needed it. A big division win. Arizona. It, it's big for those tiebreakers in the division going forward. Um, I don't even know if you want. Like, do we want to win the division? Because then we have to go. Then we get. To, it, the wild card is going to go play the NFC East. So hmm. it's like, I don't know. You, Interesting. And like a home game, like, yeah, what does a really home matter. game give us? Yeah. That's a good point. It's buy or bust. Oh, honestly. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right. But it's a race for the one for sure. Yeah. Cause uh, sure. if you don't get the one, yeah, it's not worth anything. No. Yeah. I mean, but you're hoping that we don't accidentally get a week 18 and then you're playing oh, the eight. True. That's the thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> True. All right. Um, Boise State won 42, 40 to 32. Did you guys watch that game at all? I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. That was a, it started off really slow. We did not look great on offense at the beginning of that game. Yeah, it, it was very slow. And it, 
I wasn't worried, but you know, Boise tends to do this sometimes, and it's just it, it continues to show how much we miss Alani. I mean, yeah, Van Buren, Van Buren, so Van Buren had a, had an okay game. I mean, he had a couple touchdowns, but they're not the same offense. I mean, he just he does not have the burst that Halani has, and and it's the same kind of thing with Hyde with the Seahawks. Is when you have a guy hitting the holes and and it's got fresh feet, quick, it's a it's a whole different type of offense at that point. It just doesn't seem like he runs at people. Like he's a big dude that can run over people when he has to get ahead of steam, but then he tries to like go around them and he can't, that's not his game. Mm-mm. And so he just gets tackled and we, I mean, we can't run for more than like three yards of carry and that yeah. isn't going to do it. Yeah. But I mean, Avery Williams, I mean, he makes another kick return for a touchdown. He is, <laughs> he was already the special teams player of the year for the conference last year. He might be special teams player of the year in the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's and, no one doing more. And, no. And, and we've talked about this. Like, it's almost like this is what he should stick to because I feel like we, we, we have some young guys that can play corner, you know, and but this is his, what he does. And it's probably all like everybody in Boise knows his name because of this. He's right. The, the punt returns and the kick returns is just, it's unreal. Right. I saw a tweet that says, said since 2016, was a lot was Boise missed out on the conference championship game. They are 28 and three in Mountain West conference games since then. Uh, 13 straight Mountain West wins. That's the second longest conference conference win streak in the country. And it has been 722 days since we last lost a conference game. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't lose in in conference and Mm -hmm. We're going to have to start winning some non-conference games, um, but if we want yeah. to do anything big, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. All right, so that's kind of a good segue to Boise State or Boise State's loss this year. BYU. Did you guys see the the news going around about BYU and the University of Washington? Yeah, I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the weirdest. <laughs> so, for people who don't know. Um, BYU last week played Northern Alabama as powerhouse. A, pow, yeah, powerhouse. I think they had like BYU cause they're not, they're not in a conference. I think they had just a, like an open week and played Northern Alabama and their Twitter account after the game tweeted <laughs> out a picture with the caption, any place, any time, any yeah. team, anywhere, yeah. anywhere. <laughs> And then it comes out today (laughs) or yesterday that University of Washington, because the Apple Cup is canceled. Big bummer that that game is canceled. Um, That's also just because Pac-12's COVID restrictions are stupid. It's like one case and it's like, nope, we're not, you're not allowed to play the game. Um, But game is canceled nonetheless. So University of Washington has an open week and UW's thinking, hey, we're undefeated. We want to play games, enough games so that we can, you know, if we go undefeated, get a shot at least, mm-hmm. you know. And so they reach out to BYU. BYU has an open week. And BYU said, we want to wait until the college football playoff <laughs> rankings come out and see if we need to play you guys. And I love that everyone in the country is just backed up or just like pooping on BYU. BYU. I mean, yeah. they literally BYU schedule. They don't play until December twelfth, and they play San Diego State, who just got slacked by San Jose State. Like they're not, they don't play anybody. I mean, their one win is against us with Cade Finnegan. Yeah, 
hadn't played in two years. Like right. they're they beat us soundly, but like they you like, cannot tell me that you want if you want to go to the playoff that you you don't take this game. And I'm not saying that if they win this game, they would automatically go to the playoff, but I don't know. It just seemed really if, hypocritical to me. I wonder what BYU's thought process is like, oh, we beat Boise State, so that's good enough for us. You know, like I, I don't Right. I think for them, I I mean they should be smiling because i think that this is their opportunity to show like they can go with the big boys you know definitely i, I don't know I, I don't know what their thought process is but i mean it's, it's i hope they play someone i really do yeah it's in, I'm, I'm interested to see like what what they're waiting for in the rankings to decide for this game because that's what they said yeah, you know, I know. they're like waiting for the rankings to yeah. come out i know that uh i saw one tweet talking about how they're kind of afraid that the Pac-12 will give UW another conference opponent. And then, like, they'd be like, oh, UW, you have to play Utah on Sunday. And that's one thing they would, hmm. you know, some people are saying that they want, like, a, a contract of, like, you are playing us on Saturday. Like, there's no changing anything. Like, Interesting. there's a game. Interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. When do the rankings come out? Tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday. So Tuesday. today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's out. the first ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So today when yeah, this episode yeah. comes out. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah. these I, are the first ones. I, I wonder if like they're not gonna be in the top four, no. but I wonder if there are five or six I bet you if they, they don't think mm-hmm. they need to play this game. Because at five or six, they're like, Okay, we're not right. gonna jump one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. But at five or six, you're like, if one of those top teams loses, we're gonna get in. Mm-hmm. But if they're ranked right. eight or nine, then they have to. I think they're like, okay, yeah. we need to get a better quality opponent mm-hmm. on our resume. For sure. I think, like, I, I think the yeah. same exact thing. I don't know. I would put Cincinnati over them. Me too. So, I mean, that's you have Alabama, you have Notre Dame, Ohio State. I would put Clemson ahead of them. 100%. Because Clemson, if Clemson gets in, they're going to beat Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which is better than anybody exponentially better than anybody they've played mm-hmm. and I mean, that's the same yeah. with um with uh florida and a&m yeah if, if they beat alabama they'll get in right as a one loss sec will get a one loss sec champ will get in over byu yeah yeah and if we're playing the hypothetical game if northwestern went out and beat ohio state then northwestern would get in so I mean, oh, it's like they're not they're not getting in like no I don't, they need no to they need to be undefeated with like a better, a better resume. Like they need something crazy. They need like, what they need is Notre Dame to beat Clemson again. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And then they need to have the best. They need to be undefeated and have a better resume than Clemson or a Florida. I don't know. I don't know. Right. They need to like, but they need to, they, they need to be undefeated and have a b- good resume. Cause if they don't play anyone from now until December 12th, why would they put them in? They haven't played. It doesn't, help, uh, anybody. It doesn't yeah. help anybody. No, no. So I think, I think it needs to happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys updated on our Instagram. Uh, whenever that the news news breaks about that. Um, all right. A little NBA stuff. The NBA draft was last Wednesday. It was kind of, it was, the most boring draft I can remember, I guess, since the <laughs> Anthony Bennett draft. Like, it was, I mean, Lamelo Ball goes three, Anthony Edwards one, James Wiseman two. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any? Can we talk um, about how stupid? Sorry, Brandon. No, 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 no. no, no. I was just going to say that um, 
it was interesting that the Warriors still went with uh, Wiseman at two, even after the Clay news. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they might go go get a guy. I mean, maybe Lamelo. I don't know someone to go besides Steph. But I mean, I, I forgot that they. I, I honestly did forget that they had Wiggins too. So um, right. Yeah. But I thought Wiseman was the right pick for them at that spot. But I just yeah, with upcoming Clay news. I, Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they have Kelly Oubre, too. Yeah, and they got Kelly Oubre up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing the NBA draft, I don't understand every year, is why they have to wait on accepting the trades so that yeah. they have players every year wearing the wrong hat. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to the Falcons. Not the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They're going to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And then 10 seconds after, they're like, oh, he actually got traded to Portland or something. Like, mm-hmm. they just – and they have always had these pictures of players wearing the wrong hat and – and like sometimes the NFL doesn't do that. MLB doesn't do that. I don't get it. Sometimes yeah. it's like three teams that they get traded yeah. to. Right. It's to like what's his name? This this draft. Yeah, it's like, oh, the Celtics pick him with this. It's always the Celtics, I feel yeah. like. Right. And but through <laughs> Toronto and Golden State, it's like, and I'm like, I, what is I don't know what team this guy's right. on. It was RJ Hampton. I mean, the 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 viral video of him throw or his dad throwing the hat across the room <laughs> and stealing and stuff. It's just funny. Like, yeah, he's like throwing hats all over the place because I can't figure out what team he got traded Crazy. to. Crazy. Right. Crazy. Yeah, my only other thought is um I can't believe Halliburton dropped to 12 to the Kings. I'm a Kings fan, so I was pretty happy about it, but he was predicted top six. And uh, he dropped a 12. That's the Iowa State guard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This will be, it'll be interesting cool. in, in a few years to look back at this draft and say, like, is it actually as bad as everyone is saying mm-hmm. it is? Yeah. Cause you just right. hear Jay Billis saying, no, there's not a lot of stars, but it's deep. Right. Okay. Right. You keep saying that. But yeah. Without a March Madness or anything, it's hard to really yeah. like, Definitely. you don't get to see those guys on the B stage mm-hmm. and kind of evaluate. Definitely. Not a lot of name buildup for sure. Mm-mm. Right. Speaking of college basketball. Uh, the season starts, I think a season officially starts Wednesday. Uh, I'm really excited for Gonzaga, Kansas on Thursday, yeah. Thursday wow. at 10.30 a.m. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, Gonzaga is awesome. number one in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas is six. That's a great game for them. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and that is a perfect time with football because the worst game on Thanksgiving is the – Texans Lions and that's the Texans Lions the right AM game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh yeah, on Friday, Boise State plays uh number 17 Houston. Yeah. So I'll be fine at noon. I think it's on ESPN Plus though, which is a bummer. Yeah. That's tough. And Probably. Houston has um I don't know if he'll play at all, but um Cameron Tyson from Bothell mm. High School was graduated mm. in our class. Um he went to Idaho, was like the uh what what conference are they in idaho big sky big sky he was a big sky freshman of the year he scored like 20 points a game and then uh yeah he sat out last year at at houston for like as a transfer and so Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see if he plays but houston's got a really good team so i think boise's supposed to be i don't know we'll see like i think (laughs) leon rice has said and i just laugh because like he says this every year that this is the most talented team he's ever coached like, all right we'll see like i'm pretty right. sure he said this last year that he was like like this is the most talented team we've ever had and i'm like all right well let's like let's see because we like at least when we've been in boise like we've not seen great basketball and no we'll see i don't know da's the da was the mountain west player of the year and high expectations for him but we'll see 
Yeah, I know they talked about how the practice squad was like competing with the starters last year because of all the guys that were sitting out, like Marcus Shaver from Portland. He's a guard. He'll be playing this year. Uh, they got the uh, center. I forget where. It's not Latvia. It's somewhere, somewhere in that area. <laughs> he's sat out this year. They just have a lot of guys. Emmanuel Acott's going to be uh, the point guard at 6'7". He came from Arizona. Yeah, uh, Devonair yeah. Detrieve didn't get a waiver, but he's going to play after the first semester. So he'll be there after like January. So they have a lot of guys that are coming in. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, be yeah. Fun. I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that at least in that first game, they stay competitive because Houston's a good team. So you right. don't expect yeah. really to win, but if you're, you hope that you're competitive because that says a lot mm-hmm. if you're competitive, I yeah. think. All right, let's get to our picks. I'll go over these pretty quickly. It was kind of a down week for our picks. Me and Brandon went one and three. Matthew and Eli, two and two. So pretty mediocre week all the way around. Um, Mm. Our studs and duds were horrible. Um, (laughs) Matthew, we missed on both. Yeah. DeAndre Swift didn't play, which kind of sucked for me. Um, Herbert was definitely a stud. Herbert had a great game. You needed it, Brandon, too. If you, I did. I, I looked down. <laughs> I, I, I was. I, we didn't have that game, so I was kind of just checking my phone every once in a while, and then I, I didn't check in, in during this game. And then I looked down, and he's got three touchdowns, and Keenan Allen has a touchdown. It was, yeah. I mean, he's just that Jets defense didn't have anybody to cover anybody, but. Mm-hmm. And and Nick Chubb wasn't bad for you, Matthew. He just uh, he just didn't like pop off. No, then he didn't score. I don't think. I think he had like yeah, 120 on the ground, which is great, but mm-hmm. I don't think he scored. Yeah, and then Melvin Gordon scored, even though he didn't really. Did he score that many yards? I know he scored, he scored twice. twice. He scored twice. Yeah, he almost like scored. The, a th- yeah. I think he had a third touchdown that got called back too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and Eli did, Eli started Alexander Madison over him, I and Madison had zero. I points. still couldn't get the win. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my team just did not do anything this week. Yeah, you had a rough week, uh, except for the Browns Mara. defense. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> no, that we'll get to that game in a little bit. That was. That was a great game for the Browns, Browns defense without Miles Garrett, too. Without Miles yeah. Garrett. They're going to be with um, him again this week, too. So. Yeah, and then Eli had – Gurley Gurley had a rough week. That Saints defense was uh, – they were on fire. With Running that, backs so. against Saints defense is tough. Yeah, tough. definitely. Yeah. Um. All right, let's just go to the weekly uh, recap. I don't, I don't know. We'll finish with our picks and power rankings at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll start with the first game. We got the Saints and the Falcons. Taysom Hill's debut um, <laughs> was named the starter kind of late in the week. He didn't play bad. I mean, I don't know. First did you guys get a chance to watch? Yeah, first quarter yeah. was definitely a little slow. Like mm-hmm. they, were still, they were still definitely um, getting used to it, I would say. Yeah, yeah the, they, one, uh, the one deep ball that like, – like hit a light and then yeah. came down about yeah. ten, 10 yards in front. <laughs> he, um, they, they treated him like a normal quarterback. I thought, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought that was different. I thought I did not expect that at all. No, me neither. Yeah. I was like, Oh, they're going to like run their gimmicky plays with Taysom, but they were, it, he just dropped back and passed like mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I'm not so sure I like that. No. I, I, yeah, I thought they would more try to do like a Lamar type of scheme, you know, a little more play action, a little more on the run, a little more design running plays. But it looks like they were just like being very conservative with them, I, I would say. 
Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of moving forward what they do, but their defense is really, really good. Yeah. They're definitely in stride. Yeah. I mean, they have a Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Mm-hmm. I really think they're going to go as far as, as Drew Brees takes them or as whoever their quarterback is. But um, I, I mean, at least for me, they look like they're probably the team to beat right now in the NFC. They look like they're the favorites, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially yeah, with what they've done to the, to the Bucks. Yeah, mm, that's what I was going to say. Mm. Yep. So the two shockers from that game, the New Orleans game, was Michael Thomas, nine receptions for 104 yards. So that was kind of interesting. And then mm. for you, Matthew, the Alvin Kamara effect. And, and the yeah, he didn't catch the pass. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, no, um, no receptions. So it's going to be interesting. They tried to get it to him, but yeah. they, every time they tried to throw it to him, there was four guys around yeah, it was like him. A short and, screen. And yeah. He was under, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what that does for different fantasy values. You know, I did not expect Michael right. Thomas to have nine receptions for 104 yards. So me neither. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to, to follow for sure. Uh, the next game we had the Bengals at Washington. Very sad game. Uh, Bengals were up nine, seven in this game. Looked like a very good game. And then the Joe Burrow injury happens. Uh, torn ACL, torn MCL, a lot of structural damage. He's going to be out for probably nine to 12 months. Um, from there on, Washington scored 13 unanswered, won the game 20 to nine. Um, but for fantasy options, I mean, Tyler Boyd takes a hit. Uh, T. Higgins takes a hit. Um, Joe Mixon's not even playing. So this Bengals team is probably not going to win another game. Um, but yeah, very sad day for Bengals fans. Sad day for a football fan. I mean, I think we all love Joe Burrow. I mean, he's just fun to watch. He's Definitely going to be a future starting quarterback for a while, but Washington takes this one 20 to nine. It might not be the worst thing in the world that, I mean, obviously it might not be the worst thing in the world that they lose every game from now on. No, it's not. It's not. Um, Cause I think hopefully this is, I mean, everyone's been saying it all year. Bengals need a better offensive line. They need a better offensive line. They need a better offensive line. Um, I think now this hopefully is like a wake up call to that saying like, right. Yeah. For Joe Burrow to get hurt. Yeah. And hopefully they can, work their way up the, the draft order down the standings. Um, and I'm at Panay Sewell from, from Oregon, the tackle looks like he's a franchise tackle mm. and he's probably going to go around three. I would think, I think like the top two are probably going to be quarterbacks. If teams, you know, I'm just, this is yeah. a long right. ways away, but um, okay. What the heck zoom meeting will end in 10 minutes whatever hmm. well yeah we'll, maybe we can roll through this really quick and then yeah well we can stop yeah. during like a, in between a game too if we need to yeah. right um okay but yeah yeah, yeah that's i uh, think i think they're they're definitely gonna be going for a tackle definitely um moving on to the next game we got the lions and the panthers this was the uh pj walker game with teddy bridgewater out pj walker uh coming from the houston roughnecks uh yeah. <laughs> season last year with uh the uh, not CFL, but the XFL. XFL. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he just played really well. I mean, the Lions offense couldn't do anything. Like Matt Stafford was 18 for 33. Didn't even get 200 yards passing. They just couldn't. DeAndre Swift is out. They couldn't run the ball. The Panthers just dominated them. Uh, PJ Walker was kind of just moving around the pocket and just making plays. I was really impressed with him. I think he showed like more of an ability to create plays than Teddy did. So I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, Panthers defense dominated 20 to nothing. They did not, the lions did not have a play inside the red zone. Oh, I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even throw a pick. Like I don't, they couldn't move the ball period. It was weird. And I don't, their offense without Kenny Galladay is just so sad to watch. (laughs) It's terrible. 
Yeah, he's he's um talked about like with Shaq Griffin the other week. Um, he's making money. Kenny Galladay is making money, a lot of money, sitting on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think they. I think I heard that they were like they're three and two with Galladay. They're one and four without him this yep. year. Mm-hmm. And I think this might. I don't. I don't see Patricia making it to next season. You, you, you can't get not shut out. Hard to believe, yeah. yeah. You can't get shut out. And and Matt Rule looks like he's the real deal. He's a really good coach. This their roster is not very good. I mean, they don't have McCaffrey. They don't have PJ Walker. Or they don't have Bridgewater. He's he's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game we had was New England at Houston Texans. Uh, this is actually a really good game. Patriots offense was able to put up 20 points. Demir Bird, six receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. Pretty impressive. Cam Newton had 365 yards passing. That's a good day for him. But on um, the defense, just couldn't step up. I mean, Patriots pride themselves on playing defense, and they had a really good outing last week, but um, gave up 27 points to Houston, and Houston was able to take this one 27-20. Uh, Patriots fall to four and six, so these playoff hopes get get uh, thinner and thinner as the year goes on, but they, they got to rattle off some wins here for sure. This was a must win if they wanted to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Philly and Cleveland, what an ugly game uh, that we were forced <laughs> to watch in, in Cleveland. Another rainy um, I mean, the, the game really game script really favored Cleveland, uh, just a run the ball type of game. Uh, Chubb back. This is his first game back, right? From injury? He's back last week. He's back second last game. week. Second okay, game. Second game. Um, 20 carries for 114 for him. Um, pretty good day. Both quarterbacks did not Back play there. very well. Uh, <laughs> like we lost them. Wait for it. Or did Uh-oh. the zoom cut out? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Browns defense just dominated. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, mean, like, it's like it's every it's every Browns game. It's just every Brown game. I feel like every Browns game has been ten to seven. Seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're back. Again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so Browns. Game was ugly. Um, it was like 7 nothing at halftime, I think. My main takeaway from this, Carson Wentz is just bad. I'm, I'm ready mm. to say it. He's just bad. Yeah. He's bad quarterback. And it was like best case scenario for him that they won the Super Bowl and he had the season that he did because it's like Philly just decided that that was the reason they won. And, um, I mean, Nick Foles is bad too, but yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is just bad. I, and Jalen Hurts is their backup, which now looks like just such a dumb pick because they obviously don't trust him because he should be playing by now. Like their backup should be playing. Carson has the Um, most turnovers in the league. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, their, their team's just a mess. He's running out of excuses with, the wide receivers being injured and stuff like he's just, it's just not, not working. So uh, Philly now, you know, like a couple weeks ago, everyone's like, yeah, they're going to walk backwards into the playoffs. And now they are a half game up on the rest of their division. So this is going to get <laughs> interesting to go down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> three and seven and three, six and one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sad. Um, and then the next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Jacksonville Jaguars. This game was close for a little bit. It was like three to three, and then, yeah, Pittsburgh is just good. This was a game that they should win. So uh, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving night. Hopefully that Ravens game still happens. I think the Ravens had a COVID outbreak. Uh, Their whole running back group besides Gus Edwards is out. So, or interesting. In protocol. 
So hopefully they, that game still gets played. But um, yeah, yeah, should be an interesting one. Kind of know. Yeah. Uh, next game we got the Titans and the Ravens. Uh, Titans. What a what a fun game this game was. Uh, Titans win thirty to twenty four in OT. Uh, just back and forth. Lamar had his moments where they kind of were actually throwing the ball downfield a little bit to Mark Andrews here and there, and it was just back and forth. But Derrick Henry, man, 28 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown to win the game. Uh, they just it continues to prove that, you know, in playoff time, you don't want to be the defense going against him. And if they're able to run the ball like that, I mean, that's the game they want to play. They want to play defense. They want to run the ball. They want to control the clock. And that's what they did in this game. I mean, the Ravens are now six and four. They got a big game next week against the Steelers. But I mean, they are they aren't proving it when they need to. I mean, the Colts. This is a team that the Colts just beat. Like the Colts with yeah. Philip Rivers and like uh, Jonathan Taylor was able to beat the Titans, but the Ravens can't do it. And now Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both tested positive for COVID this week, and so they're I don't know they're they're in a really bad spot. Yeah, they're probably out. It's yeah. like every week too. It's it's can Lamar, you know, come back and win a game? And and there's always there's those Lamar truthers out there that like say, oh, he's done it before. You know, he right. He did it against the the Colts or whatever. I think. And it's like, and this is the type of game that you need to win if you're Lamar Jackson. And um, yeah, they just they they don't look the same and everyone's been saying that all year. And this is, yeah, the Titans have not been looking great the past few weeks. And this is a bad game for the Ravens. This is a really yeah. bad game. This is a game they need to win. And this was the classic. This was the, did you guys see there's like a fight kind of before oh, the yeah. game? <laughs> and, and then Harbaugh doesn't shake Rabel's hand at the end. Like, I thought that was so dumb. It's like, so dude, stupid. come on. Like, so um, yeah, that this is, both teams – I mean, this is going to be – it's feisty. The Titans now show some life, and I don't know. I was really happy with this game because I've been a Titans, like, believer and mm-hmm. a Lamar Jackson hater just for, like, personally. Like, when we were watching this game on Red Zone, like, I was so invested because I was like, yeah. I just <laughs> – I have not believed in Lamar Jackson. I believed in the Titans, so please. And then they scored, and I was, I was very happy about that. So. <laughs> Next game, we had the Green Bay Packers at the Indianapolis Colts. and um, Another game I was very happy about. Yeah, I mean, Colts show again why they have a winning a winning recipe. Um, they play very good defense. This game was 28-14 to 14 at halftime. Packers were up. And then in the second half, Green Bay scored three points. So whatever adjustments they made at halftime worked. Um, and the same thing we've been talking about the Packers all year. The reason why they won't win a Super Bowl this year, probably the next couple of years, is because they cannot – they cannot stop the run. It, yeah. It's so sad. I mean, getting the ball back to Aaron Rodgers in, in the fourth quarter was, it, it was like, it was impossible. Like they just, Colts would run the ball and it'd be like eight yards carry every single time. And Colts were able to hold on 34, 31 on this one. But um, Devontae Adams continued to show why he's probably the best wide receiver in the league. Seven receptions, 106 yards and a touchdown. Um, Phil really didn't have to do too much in this game. I mean, we might have a breakout star in our hands with Michael Pittman. I mean, that play, he just like he separated himself from everybody. Dude, the stud mm-hmm. had a really good game last week, too. Um, Jonathan Taylor, 22 carries for 90 yards. So not a lot of yards, but I think as a running back group, they did pretty good. But, yeah, Packers got to be able to stop the run if they want to do anything this year. But um, Colts came out on the top, 34-31, and they're in a good place to, um, to have a high seeding in, in the playoffs. 
Is that do I have the next game? Sorry. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, New York Jets versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Jets showed some life in this game. They covered the the spread. They were my underdog pick of the week. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. They're, they they actually showed some like life at receiver, I thought. Like I I think like I don't know. They didn't seem like they were they were horrible out there. I I think probably just for their pride, they don't want to lose every single game the rest of the season. Like I heard Frank Gore say something like I don't want to go 0 and 16. It's like, all right, good. Like <laughs> right. And good start. I, and the Chargers, you know, they finally win a one-score game. Um but like the Chargers, I just I really think they should be a better team than this. In it, it's mm. making me think that maybe Anthony Lynn isn't going to be the coach here for very long. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily his fault, but they just have a really talented roster. I know Derwin James and Austin Eckler are out, but like even so, like Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the defense, like this team should be decent and they can't they they right. I mean, yeah they win this game against the jets but they almost t- didn't so i don't know this this chargers team is really fun to watch but they they need to be a better team than this yeah i would agree with that i think uh they have so much talent and if they can get the high draft pick and make the right moves they should be really talented but pu- but playing kc two times a year is gonna be rough for them definitely mm-hmm. definitely and the raiders yeah. True. Yeah, the Raiders looked really good. Um, moving on to the next game here, we got the Dolphins and the Broncos. And this was a game that Red Zone really didn't show a ton, uh, at least for me. I didn't really see a ton of this game. Looking back on the highlights of it, almost all the highlights of the Broncos on offense, which tells me that uh, Tua did not have a great game. I know they benched him going into the fourth quarter, which was surprising. I got that alert, but I mean, Tua was 11 for 20, 83 yards passing. I know they started off and scored a touchdown. It looked like, oh, Dolphins are still going to be playing well, and then they just couldn't do anything. I didn't really feel good about the Broncos' offense, even though they put up 20. I mean, I I still am not a huge believer in Drew Locke. I don't think he – he turns the ball over every game. He's turned it over like seven games in a row. Uh, I mean, their defense is still pretty good, which they've been for – you know, 10 years now, they've been pretty decent on defense, but disappointing for the Dolphins coming off their big wins. I retract my statement that I think the Dolphins could beat the Chiefs, as I mentioned last week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a disappointing game for the Dolphins. They're still six and four. They have to play Buffalo and New England again, but huge step back for them. Yeah, I mean, for that game and this game I'm about to talk about, it's it really is any given Sunday, any team can win. And yeah, for this game, we had the Dallas at Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota is one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're, they finally got to be going. Their defense is playing good. And then Dallas, I mean, they've just been terrible. I mean, haven't been able to do anything on offense. Haven't been able to do anything as a team. And they come out and win this game 31-28. Um, if you told me that Kirk Cousins threw for 314, three touchdowns, Dalvin Cook at 115 <laughs> yards on the ground, and Adam Thielen was eight for 23 and two touchdowns. I would have told you that the Vikings blew this game out of the water. But Andy Dalton, um, Cowboys got some quarterback play finally. Three touchdowns, had an interception, but looked very good. Um, welcome back, Ezekiel Elliott, 21 carries for 103 yards, had himself a day. Tony Pollard also added five for 60 and a touchdown on the ground. Um, Dallas was able to do some things here. Defense, I mean, they gave it 28 points, but they look better than they have been. But I mean, any given Sunday, I mean, I I just cannot believe the Vikings lost this game, and this hurts the Vikings tremendously with their playoff hopes and stuff and, and their seeding. But, 
I mean, this is the biggest shock of the week for me. I just, I could not believe the score. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys are proven why they're not out of it in their terrible division. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. With them and the football team. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, moving on to the last game here for uh, Sunday night, we got the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, what a fun game this game was. The Raiders are the real deal. Definitely. I mean, they've, for most of the game, they could not be stopped by the Chiefs defense. And Derek Carla, great. Darren Waller had a heck of a game. They just were able to do whatever they wanted with the football. And Nelson Aguilar is a deep threat. It's just every game has a, a player too. Yeah, it's what the player. heck is this? I, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are like, oh, Carson Wentz doesn't have <laughs> any weapons. We just let one of your weapons, that, like, even though he dropped so many passes. I don't know what was up with that. This was, but, this was the best game I've seen Derek Carr play. I mean, some yeah. of those throws. I mean, the, the throw where he was dropping back and then oh, yeah, loaded the, it perfectly to the running yeah. back on the outside. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that's coming from that was, uh, he looks so good. Yeah, a really fun game. Uh, the third quarter was really big because the Chiefs, you know, started off the third quarter and they had like an eight minute drive and mm-hmm. scored There's a touchdown. And then, plays. yeah, the Raiders had like another six minute drive and the Raiders ended up not scoring in the third quarter, but they each only had one drive and that killed a ton of clock. And the Chiefs just, when it mattered most, they came up big like they always do. I mean, they went down the field and scored a touchdown, left like 40 seconds on the clock, and Raiders throw a pick like the first play that they have to go down and try to win the game. And that was kind of it. But, I mean, you really felt like the Raiders never were out of it. They were always in it. You, you know, it was the Chiefs just played in big moments, I guess. I mean, Mahomes and that all the weapons they have, it's just like you have to be perfect. Like yeah. You literally have to be perfect. And the Raiders were 95% there. They just couldn't make the one play to win. Yeah. The only, the only thing I took away is I just, the Raiders had to start double teaming Travis Kelsey and they never did. I mean, right. any type, any, any big play moment, any, anytime the chief needed a first down, it was going to him and, and he was open every single time. It was unreal. But um, one thing I took away from this game is it's the same kind of thing in the NFC where the Bucks are their, their worst nightmare right now is seeing the Saints in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I think for the Chiefs, seeing the Raiders in the playoffs is not right. them at all. And if you're a Chiefs fan, there's no heck way you want to see the Raiders in the playoffs because they have a recipe to beat them. And, and, and it's exactly what the Raiders do. They run the ball and they play a, a sort of defense that, that has Patrick Mahomes had problems with. And, I mean, he came out in the fourth quarter, put up 14, won this game. But I think the Raiders have a good recipe to beat them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, those are the, I, I, I want to say that I think Derek Carr is a lot better than we give him credit for, mm-hmm. um, posted that thing on our story, uh, the poll of whether Derek Carr is elite or not. I don't really know what, like how good elite is, uh, like where, I don't know where that, like, yeah. where he's he, top 10, yeah. yeah, like yeah. top yeah. 10, if it's top 10 is elite, I think he right now is playing like a top 10 quarterback. No, I think he's top 10. I agree. So the poll is really split by the way, which I was mm-hmm. surprised with. Well, he, I mean, before the bad injury, he was really good. I mean, the Raiders yeah. were good. And then that bad injury happened. And then, like the next year, you could tell he was he was reserved. He was timid. But it looks like he's back to playing playing the type of football he was playing that, that first year with the Raiders. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think people just kind of like lower his value just based on like name value. And like, I don't right. know, he kind of seems like, to, oh, he's just like Derek Carr is the boring quarterback for the Raiders. Um, and also they like – yeah, but like after the injury, they haven't really been a competitive team at least the past you know few years. But this year they're they're good, and, and he's a big reason why. 
for sure. Did you guys see the last touchdown play? Like, did you did you see the replay of Jonathan Abram getting super aggressive? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Last yeah. touchdown of Travis Kelsey, like he bit or he he tried jumping right. the outside route, you know, and left Travis wide open. But uh, he's a young Jonathan Abram's a young player. He's really good. I mean, he stuffed the box so many times for them, but he's got to learn. You know, you gotta you gotta play reserved in moments like that. You cannot allow that touchdown. It's just the tough right. player as a Raiders fan, but they got a bright future. I, I like the Raiders team in the upcoming years definitely all right do we want to go over our our picks for the week let's just do like a thanksgiving we we have our picks i'll, I'll post the full yeah. picks mm-hmm. um but let's just go over the thanksgiving games uh because okay. those are going to be fresh on people's minds so mm-hmm. we're all on houston to beat detroit um i don't really think i i'm not assuming this game is going to be super competitive even though that's like teams, I think, do they have the same record? Houston might have one more win. Oh no, I don't know. Detroit might have an extra win. Lions are have four wins and Houston got three. So Lions. Wow. That's crazy. But it, Houston is definitely playing. I mean, Deshaun Watson's playing good football. I should say not, not necessarily it, Houston. Yeah. I don't know what Kenny Galladay's health situation is, but if he's playing, I will switch this pick. It, it, it literally for me, the Detroit team depends on him. And same with Swift. That's a good point. Same with Swift, yeah. yeah. They have a running game too, for sure. Same with Swift. Because yeah, Peterson is not. I don't know. Like it's the same thing with Gore in in um, New York. Like why are these? Coaches... They're good for two yards, man. Yeah, good why for two are they yards every play? The ball? You don't. I, you I don't get it. You won't get much past that, but you don't go backwards. But you'll get two yards. Is that yeah? Like it, that's the that's what they're playing. They're like it's so safe and it's disgusting. Yeah. Like yeah, there's no chance Carryon Johnson is is worse than Adrian Peterson right now. Yeah, no. There's just I, no way. There's no way. See, no. Seeing a running back with a knee brace just, I think, it just puts a bad taste in people's mouth. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what their, yeah, I don't know what their plan is with that. I mean, they're just giving carries to a guy that is not part of their future in two years, and they're yeah. a team that needs to build, and they're not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dallas versus Washington. This is actually this is a huge game for the rest of the season. Um, I was looking at the schedules, the remaining schedules for these teams. Philly has by far the toughest schedule left in this division. Oh, really? Interesting. And I, the Giants have a pretty tough schedule as well. Dallas and Washington, though, have pretty favorable schedules the rest of the way. Interesting. Um, especially, I believe, I someone uh, commented on our Project Duval commented on our on our Instagram post. Uh, he's been he's been really cool. He's commented a lot. He's he's just active on our social media, yeah. which is cool. Thanks for reaching out. But he likes Washington, and he they're remaining. He said, "I figure they need three wins, which yeah, six is probably the number yep. that these teams are targeting." Mm-hmm. They have the Cowboys, which is th- this game, the mm. Cowboys, Niners, Panthers, Eagles. Okay. And yeah. if they win three of those four, they get to All six. Wonderful, yeah. yeah. So this is a big game. This is this is most likely. I mean, this is going to play a huge part in the divisional race um so this it's going to be and both teams are coming off a win um dallas is just a better team with andy dalton as they're like yeah he's not a bad quarterback and yeah he had a a rough game that it was a bummer for him because arizona is a good team and he he played them i think that was his first start um after Dak got hurt and it was on monday Mm -hmm. night football you know, prime time, everyone's watching, everyone is like, all right. And then he, and he played really poorly. And I think everyone's still got that in the back of their mind that like, Oh, he's not the same. And yeah, it's not the same as Dak, but he's not a bad quarterback. 
everybody definitely yeah. that, that first impression type thing. But I mean, if they can get that run game going, and he 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 can get the ball to those weapons, and he's yeah more than capable of doing that. I mean, yeah, we just saw him beat Minnesota, who looked like one of the hotter teams in football. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big game. I picked Dallas. I think Brandon picked football team. I know Matthew picked Dallas too. Yeah, we're split. We're split. We're two and two. Yeah, we had the football team. So, and it's, then, I mean, it's pretty straight up. It should be a pick 'em. I mean, it's just you, yeah. Without that whole NFC East, you could yeah. Get to I agree. Pick and then the night game. This game was like a, I was so excited for this game. I was circling it on my schedule <laughs> yeah, before the year started. This looked like oh. a beautiful Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I. <laughs> I picked Pittsburgh, but I really feel like this could be a ga- type of game where the Ravens win. I don't yeah, know. I, I could definitely yeah. see it being, being a trap. It's definitely a trap game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much um, – like what adjustments these teams make from the first game. Because this, the first time these teams played a couple weeks ago, it, it came down to – I think the Ravens had the ball driving down the field and they needed to score a touchdown. Lamar fumbled. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're close. I don't know. It – Lamar is going to have to, if he, if they win this game, it's going to be because he played well. So I'm interested to see this game. Yeah. 24 last game. So it's going to, it should be good. I mean, yeah. I mean, can the Ravens make the Steelers run the ball? I mean, that's the thing is the Steelers really can't run the ball very well right now. And they're, they have three great weapons on the outside to throw to. And if the Ravens can make them run the ball and get big Ben uncomfortable in there, they have a shot, but I just don't believe in the Ravens, Ravens offense putting up a ton of points against the Steelers defense right now. I mean, the way they're playing, they can't throw the ball very much. And that's yep. kind of what the Steelers game is. They stop the run and make you throw it. And yep. I think um, Calais Jake Campbell. Dovins and Mike Ingram are out as well. So. They are out. I think Calais Campbell. They're officially out. Yeah. If Calais Campbell comes back, um, that's big for the Ravens uh, just in their pass mm-hmm. rush to, to yeah. get to Ben. Because like I, you were saying, Matthew, Interior I totally agree with that. Yeah, if they can get to – I mean, they, they need to get to Ben because, yeah, we have not seen the Steelers mm-hmm. team run the ball effectively at all, but they're just so good. With, right. They have so many weapons yeah. on you got to cover three guys. Yep. And Ebron's I mean, yeah. emerging too. Yeah, I mean, he, he targeted Ebron a lot this yeah. last year. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's a big uh, – that's a big factor in this game is going to be how much they can get to Ben. All right. Um Studs and duds. I'm just going to go over them quick. I have Nick Chubb as my stud. I think if he gets into the end zone, um, he could have a big week fantasy wise and they play, I almost said they play uh, Philly again, but they play Jacksonville. So um, Nick Chubb's my stud and Derek Henry is my dud of the week against the Colts. Yeah. My stud, the dud is whoever the starting right back from Miami <laughs> is right now. It's Ahmed, but um, it, I don't know what Gaskin situation is, but they're playing the New York Jets, and Jets can't stop anything. And I think that Miami wants to turn to the run game in this one because I think they're trying to get the heat off to his back. So I, I expect the running game to go wild in that one. My dud is uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, coming off two touchdowns, um, people might be kind of high on him, but I don't think that he is going – like, I don't think that he's going to put up two touchdowns like he did in the, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, and they play New Orleans, which has the best run defense in the NFL. So, Yeah. Uh, my start of the week is Antonio Gibson. They're going to be going against Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and he's almost due for a touchdown a game, and I think he'll have a big part. Uh, and they're going to have to put up a lot of points because Dallas's defense is not very good, and I'm guessing with the way that Dallas's offense looked this week, it looked like it's going to be a shootout. So 
that's my set of the week. My dough of the week is Devontae Adams. Now I am interesting, not feeling interesting. great about this one, but I like it though. The Bears, the Bears defense looked really good. Mm-hmm. And if I am the defensive coordinator, I'm saying I want anybody except for Devontae Adams to beat us. I want Aaron Jones to try to have a big game. And I want that to be where the Packers beat us from the Bears. And he's projected 21 in our league. And if he doesn't get a touchdown, that's hard to get to that point. You have to have a lot of yards and a lot of catches. And I think they'll be able to limit him a little bit and make Aaron Jones and Valdez Scantley, if he doesn't fumble, make them beat you instead of Devontae. The Bears have the defense to do that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. There's, there's kind of like, I think of the defenses in the NFL as like the, the elite defenses have the ability to take the, the best player, the best part of teams games away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then force, you know, it's, it's, then it's how good is the offense around, you know, aside from that best player or best part of the game. And then there's defenses like the Seahawks who it's like, we're going to try to bend and not break. And we're going to try right. to force you to for field goals and hope that our offense scores enough points. But the bears are definitely a good enough defense to where if they want to take away Devonte Adams, they can and, and force Valdez Scantling and yeah, the rest of that offense to, to make up for it. So I like those picks. Right. Um, Eli had Josh Jacobs as his stud. Great pick. Good pick. Yeah, he's, he's playing very well. And Keenan oh, Allen cool. as his dud. Very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Keenan Allen uh, should get your Davis White. So, should be a good matchup there. And then Josh Jacobs against Atlanta. They can't stop the run. No, so. not at all. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to run through our power rankings really quick. We uh-huh. don't really have to talk about them uh, too much. We, <laughs> we put the Raiders <laughs> in at 11. Um, there's a, this is a, this is by far, I think the toughest week for power rankings. There's so many teams now that have lost and like, you could definitely make an argument for like 15 teams really to be in this, but we put the Raiders at 11 just because if they win this game, they're like five, you know? So, yeah. Right. Sad thing is, is I, the Raiders at 11, I think, I mean, we obviously just saw them compete with the Chiefs. I think if the Packers play the Chiefs right now, the Packers get blown out. So. Me too. Yeah. Well, and then it's also like we, we don't have the Cardinals or the Browns in here, mm-hmm. and like you the could Cardinals should probably be in there. So and the right. Ravens and the Ravens are good is a good team. Like yeah. they're not great. They're not yeah. playing great right now, but like it's tough. It's just really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers are at ten. Colts at nine, mostly because the Colts just beat them. I'm not really super impressed with either of these teams right now, just the way that they're playing. No. Uh, Titans get the bump at eight. You could probably make an argument that those two should be flipped, but they play each other this week, so we'll find out. Yes, he's got to step up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rams at seven. They play tonight. Seahawks six. Bucks five. Bills four. Saints three. Steelers two. Chiefs one. Anything else? No, the, I think it's pretty good. It's really tough. There's so many head-to-head games, like the Bills losing to the Cardinals, but the Cardinals mm-hmm. aren't in, and it's, you get the Bucks weird. at five. And right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough. Right. It's a tough year. Right, for sure. There's not a lot of consistency this year, and besides the Chiefs, because the one loss to the Raiders. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. And the Steelers, yeah. I'm, I just saw it. Even the Steelers, from... I mean, they team yeah. they should blow out. They barely beat. It's just like, what, like right. what is happening? Uh, Matt Rule thinks the optimistic Teddy Bridgewater will play, but not optimistic McCaffrey will play. Oh, fun. Mm. All right, that's all I have. Um, I got one question. Does does the running back room problem for the Ravens affect your thought process on that Pittsburgh-Baltimore game at all? 
I just feel like the Steelers either way would be able to contain it pretty good. And I don't know if, you know, maybe having one guy and Gus Edwards out there, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll help. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think either way they're going to need to throw the ball to win. Exactly. That's yeah. what, that, that was my thing is I don't honestly don't think that it does a lot. No. Yeah. In terms of the Ravens chances of winning. I just think, yeah, I think that they got to be able to throw the ball. Yeah. Me too. All right. That's all I have. Um, again, we maybe maybe do a. We, I might do an episode on Friday with some of the neighborhood boys. I don't know. We'll see. It's. We already did our picks and stuff, so I don't know what we really talk about. But, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have a have a, everyone have a good Thanksgiving. You guys too, man. You too. College basketball on Thanksgiving. Football on Thanksgiving. Should good be week. Good. Good week. Fun. Yeah. All right, boys. Stay safe out there. Yep. See you later, gentlemen. Stay safe. Yep.